What's up, guys? I am Nintendo Jones, and welcome to the first ever Whatever It Is Gaming Podcast with my guest, Cuddleston, and... <laughs> oh my gosh, Flambo. Eddie. I was gonna say Scrooge <laughs> Jones because that's what he goes by on everything, but it's Flambo. Yeah. Uh, that's funny. Yeah. So are we are we live or what? What's yeah, going we on? We are we are recording our right <laughs> uh, Okay, uh, that's a great start, guys. We we, we got this. So All right, that was good. our that was topic today is Resident Evil Three. And yes, and yes, beautiful game, absolutely beautiful. Or more the remake than just the game itself, because the there's a lot of differences between the two. Oh yeah, I mean it, it was a trilogy. It's it's been fun. We we actually just got finished it, and we are almost uh, probably around today or so. We're going to be working on Resident Evil Four. Shameless plug, throwing in some advertisement. <laughs> yes, <here>. links <laughs> will be in the description of everything for their channel for the Resident Evil Three Let's Play as well. Yes, you guys can go see that. All the gameplay that we get that are used for the video will be used from their Let's Play of it as well. But to get the funniness of their commentary, you have to actually go watch it on their channel. Yes. <laughs> uh, we get some few jump scares, and I recommend uh, turn the volume down a little bit. <laughs> yeah, right. Specific moments. Specific moments, yeah. Actually, there's a funny moment I'm going to share on um, about Resident Evil 3. I almost broke my pinky toe. <laughs> got scared so much. <laughs> like we literally had a in the middle of the episode pause the episode because um we uh had to um what was it the part with Nemesis uh pulling us out as you're climbing the ladder and he grabs you and pulls you out. I was having a nonchalant conversation about something I can't remember with Flambo and he just comes out of nowhere and grabs. I screamed and my body kind of like stiffened up and I kicked the ground. I thought you <laughs> kicked bloody, the desk. No, it was pretty much the same. No, I was trying to like, like, you know how like, you reposition yourself when you get scared in a chair? My foot just came down and I kicked the ground with my pinky toe. And like, I had to go clean it off because it was like blood everywhere. Oh, <laughs> I was so scared. Oh, man, it was good times. It was good times. Oh, I thought about talking about it in the middle of the episode, but I cut it out. So there's that for everybody. Yeah, it, it just like, all you heard was dunk. And then later on, it's like, I think I broke my pinky toe. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I knew it hurt, but I was so scared of the adrenaline, I couldn't really feel it. But I was like, there was blood, and I was like, this is gonna hurt. <laughs> All right, so let's get into the first question. Um, what would you rate the game, and is it worth sixty dollars? Um, that's see, that's that's a good question because well, I want I I think it is honestly because it was one of the better games I've been waiting for for a while in Resident Evil, and for it to be remade, I think it was pretty well made. Um, but I I think it could have been. A little bit longer, but yeah. What do you think? I mean, Flambo, what do you think here? Well, um, I have a little bit, of, a little different answer than that. Um, personally, and I'm just gonna throw this out there. Uh, <laughs> I don't believe any games were sixty dollars, but that's true. Um, I have I bought a game for sixty dollars before. Yes, not not in Every, a long time. Most of us have. That is why I'm I'm a PC gamer at this moment. Thank God for Steam, right? <laughs> so, with that being said, um. Do I think it's like it, it, it's worthy of sixty dollars compared to any other game out there? Absolutely. Um, just because I think it's such a great game, it's one of the best new games that I played. It's so beautiful. Um, they did a really, really good job remastering it. I don't feel like they destroyed the original concept or idea of it. Um, so, with that said, if anyone, if any game's worth sixty dollars, this is a game worth sixty. If you want, if you're that kind of person that will spend that money, so that's my answer. I've had a lot of people say the opposite. A lot of videos that I've watched, uh, people saying it's not worth sixty without the um uh, the extra game mode in there, where it's just Resident Evil Three. It's worth like maybe forty bucks, thirty dollars. A lot of people are saying. If I had choice, if any game. Yeah, I'm with Fabio. I don't think anything is worth sixty bucks. Uh, Thirty, I can see, but there are I, some games that are like The Witcher Three is totally worth sixty dollars. I can it. see that. That's probably going to take you like if you're thinking hundred hour, hours in length, uh, and you're equating that to money. Then yeah, um, I was gonna. I kind of cheated. I know our I know our upcoming question, so I was kind of saving a little bit of that answer, holding back. Um, length would definitely be the reason why I would also say that. 
Um, length is one of the weaker parts of the game, I feel, because especially once you've beaten it, um, if you're not taking your time and you're just like, hey, I want to speed run this, you can. This is a game you can speed run. The Matter of fact, crap Fla- out of. Flambo actually did speed run it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, side side note, I beat it in like an hour and a half. Hour and a half. Yeah. So uh, hour and a half. Yeah. Um, yeah, length I, is definitely not a strong point. We thought about uh, uh, live streaming it because he beat it. We thought we didn't beat it like three hours, and he beat it an hour and a half, and we're like, oh my god. Yeah. So it's possible, definitely possible to speedrun, and I'm not really a speedrunner, so yeah. That's that's crazy. Like just yeah. an hour and a half. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. Okay. Um, what would you rate the game like out of a ten? A ten out of ten score, kind of. Like, what would you Ooh. rate this game? I would say eight out of ten. I'm I'm putting it up there pretty high, but if you compare, I compare it to all the other remakes that has been coming out lately, like Final Fantasy VII and Tony Hawk, and uh, um, I can't think of any other remakes at the moment. But um, I think I'm all. I think they stuck closest to their games without having to like take a lot out of it or changing any of it i think they probably i probably changed just a little bit of it i'm not for sure but i would say about seven or eight out of ten for me okay what about you flambo what would you rate um, i'm basically on the same page and on and honestly uh going back to the last answer kind of cherry picking from that answer <laughs> um i'd also give it an, i'd give it an eight out of ten um strictly because of the length is honestly what i would say um as far as game mechanics i thought it was it was smooth um it was dynamic the graphics were gorgeous uh the characters voice acting was fantastic Mm -hmm. the cutscenes were were uh definitely uh were exciting and then they kept you on the edge you know um everything i felt was really really well made and i'm not like i'm not super fresh on resident evil 3 original um, from my understanding, it's still pretty pretty close to what it is, and I feel like their artistic license that they added extra things doesn't really take away from the original. Um, it kind of adds to it. So I would say it's a solid game, and I'd say it's a solid 8 out of 10. Oh, I agree with that. And like I said, the, be- the graphics were beautiful in the way what they did with Jill. Especially at the beginning of the game, when you're walking around her apartment and you see that, you know, the mirror and like looking at all the stuff that kind of throws back to the original Resident Evil, I think it did a pretty good jo- job especially how it ties everything in with each other from like the first game down to the third game i mean you had the um had the uh police with the police department and you rpd had, yeah rpd and you had uh the they talked about the crows the crows were hilarious yeah, they do a lot of uh like easter eggs like about their previous game installments mm-hmm. you know the previous installments are all kind of they're linking them up in these new games which i like right well what they did different though it wasn't like it's a sequel to a sequel to a sequel like resident evil 2 and 3 are happening at the same time and if you ever if you guys ever go back and watch our uh, or even play uh raccoon city uh, operation raccoon city they show that the, the games are all intertwined at the same time except for the first game first game and Resident Evil Zero are about the same time getting the events that go into Raccoon City. And if you see, like, Leon and Claire come in in the middle of Disaster, where Jill is actually in the, the beginning of Disaster, and it's all just happening at the same time. And if you're playing Rac- uh, Raccoon City, or Operation Raccoon City, you see that uh, how all the events are occurring in the timeline as a third person coming from... Uh, the view of opera, umbrella, uh, the umbrella, uh, whatever you call them. <laughs> isn't, isn't three technically the beginning of it happening before two even takes place? Yes, that's what. Yeah, like I was saying it, it. Like Jill and uh, Claire, or Jill and Claire, uh, Leon and Claire are coming in in the middle of the chaos where Jill is at the beginning of it. Yeah, basically. Yeah, Real you could tell. Which is cool. That's another reason why I love the game was because if you can see how everybody's still alive and the city is going into a panic of a zombie apocalypse at the beginning. Whereas you see all these other zombie games, you're already in the middle of it and everybody's already dead. You never see a game where like the zombie apocalypse is starting and people are still alive, running and panicking and starting chaos in the city. I, I agree with you. I'd have to jump in on that. I uh, I really thought that was a cool element to the game as well. You kind of you get to see it develop right in front of you. Yeah, unfold. Yeah, cool. I thought that was a cool touch in the game. Yeah. I mean, like, for me, probably Resident Evil 3 is probably a 7 out of 10. Oh, yeah? Like, the gameplay is fun, but I felt it was way too short for what it could have been. Okay, can I ask you a question? Yeah. Can we dive into this a little more? Yeah. Um, were you trying to, like, beat it 
at a quick pace? Were you were you taking your typical amount of time that you would take in a video game, or were you really diving into it and like trying to find find I, everything you find and really explore everything and kind of just fill it out? Or what what kind of how were you playing? How were you approaching this when you first played it? I mean, I was playing how I play any game. Like I was searching through every area and everything. Like I was just, I was playing at how I would just play a game, not trying to record or, or anything or get it. Made, done for like a video i was just playing to play and i felt that the runtime was a little too short okay i probably I see that. like i had yeah. a little bit of trouble with the vile section but i think anybody <laughs> who's never played a resident evil game could have trouble with that right except right. flambo he just pushed random buttons and actually got <laughs> yeah, you, you gotta watch you gotta watch our episode I, for that i got it like, i'm not doing this again dragging you just put... stuff around and I just drag the vials over each other in the world. One thing I will say, I um, I could see that from your perspective. There's, if you give it a seven out of ten of that, no no harm no foul. Uh, for us, for, speaking for me and Cuddleston, uh, for us it seemed longer than it was because we were not very consistent and we spread it out over months of gameplay, mm-hmm. which yeah, it right. might, might seem impossible. But we were trying basically doing it once a week, and then we started missing weeks, and then so it was something that was dragged out for us so it, it that's probably one reason that affected our perspective on lengthwise oh, i didn't think about that the second right. playthrough when i beat it it felt really short so i can see where you're coming from oh yeah you can, hey, you can blame flambo and cuddleston for this podcast not starting a month earlier <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah you're uh, right. anyone procrastinate out there anyone feel that we uh I mean, it is only gonna be like yeah, once yeah, a month we're, we're we're working on not procrastinating but we haven't got to it yet which is crazy though it'd be really the way we look at it from our, our if you um see our playlist on our youtube channel uh we beat the first resident evil which i think was the longest out of all of them was um like 18 episodes and then our second one was like 30 episodes it's because we played leon and claire and you split that in half though it's still 15 episodes and if you look at this one i believe it is 13 episodes or 14 episodes really oh yeah so it's, it's technically if you look at it, it's the shortest one and I don't know if that's just because, like, gameplay-wise or something, the way we did it, but it still was a shorter of the three. I have no idea. I think it was mostly the gameplay, because, I mean, Leon and Claire's campaigns each are about 10 hours. Really? Really? Wow. Yeah, no, like, estimated it's about 10 hours apiece. Hmm. But you really think about it, uh, going in as Claire the second time, it was like, it felt a lot shorter. Mr. X wasn't around very often, well, and he kind of already knew what you were doing. Well, assuming, that's my, my, my opinion, is assuming that you've, uh, if you're playing with Claire, I'm going to go ahead and make the assumption that you've already beaten it with Leon, so you pretty much know what mm-hmm. to expect, and it's a given that it's going to be quicker the second time around. True. So. Yeah. Um. Okay, so let's jump to another question because we spent a good minute on this. <laughs> True. Um, no worry. What was the worst Nemesis encounter and why? I got this one. Yeah, you don't have okay, to have that one. Jump in here? Yeah, you take that one I'm over. Gonna, I'm going to take your, the lead from Cuddleston here. Uh, hands down for me is whenever you're you're leaving, um, what is it? You're leaving the sewers, I believe, and you come up and if, if I'm not mistaken, correct me if I'm not mistaken here, this is when you cross the bridge and you fight him in the courtyard. Oh, yeah, it's like the same thing. <laughs> that, that is the worst encounter for me, specifically because of my own... Uh, uh, Negligence? <laughs> just kidding. No, my, my lack of paying attention to detail and and, uh, just kind of running through it. But what happened to me was I got stuck on the when he when he transformed into like a beast. He's like a giant dog bear thing, and he's <laughs> yeah, whatever he is. He's running around the walls in a circle, and you're supposed to shoot a mine on uh, a rocket mine or a grenade mine that yeah. sticks to the wall and it knocks him off. Well, my my stupidity, I was wasting all of everything I had on him when he was on the ground. And so by the time he got to running on the walls, I didn't have any mines left. And it was this is like a 15 minute fight that should have take. I mean, it took me like 15. It should took me like two minutes and luckily during the fight a door opens in a van that wasn't open at the beginning i grabbed some more mines and i made it through we cuddled thanks to cuddleston he uh he's like hey you should try shooting that on the wall so for me just because of how long it took me to figure out the strategy to beat him that was the worst one for me to be fair though uh he the game does not tell you it kind of hints by saying hey these mines do these and you stick it here well, and it kind of you're probably it's supposed to fit two and two together unless we skip something we it, the game does not tell you hey this is how you it doesn't hold your hand thank god it doesn't because no, that's what made it fun but also it does it won't tell work. you that you should be using the mine rounds by placing them on the wall or the ground as okay see, here's my here's the reason i missed that on that too because of my uh my resident evil one habits carrying over all the way into three i save everything i got especially especially <laughs> the explosive rounds and things like that i've saved 
save those for the hunters and the badass guys. So yeah, I'm still mad that you didn't I, use berries. I didn't want to use them, you know, so I never used them on a, on normal enemies. And then when it comes to the boss fight, I didn't even know they could stick to walls. I'd forgotten that part already. Mm -hmm. So that's my own fault. But uh, that, I'm just trying to save some face here, too. So <laughs> for anyone else to figure that out instantaneously. So, sure, hey, sure. You're just trying to cover yourself after the yeah, fact that it happened. I know. <laughs> it's true. But to me, like, Nemesis, once he turned to that, he looked like a Xenomorph from Alien. Like, the Queen. Oh, okay, Xenomorph. so true. Okay, I can see that. Yeah, yeah just face his it. head. Dave. Like, it just made me think Xenomorph. Yeah, just the head for me. Does he... Now, this could be me. I've never got... To, I was... This sounds stupid. I was too scared to play the original games when I was a kid. Granted, we didn't have the games we have now, but back then, Resident Evil was, like, terrifying to watch. Um, I didn't start watching watching or playing it until the fourth game. But so, was the third game, did he really transform? Because I never, I never knew he transformed like that. No, well, the transformations, like, weren't till the very end of the game. Like, most of the game, he's his normal, the first area, that's how he is most of the game. It's not until the very end So, he does transform in original like, they changed up a good bit with this one. Like, the clock tower segments completely cut out. Backtracking's completely cut out. Um, they did a lot. Yeah, thank God for the backtracking. That's true. <laughs> I, I'll be, I'm gonna throw that one. I'd be grateful for the lack of backtracking. Just because Why? it's, a, it, it's, it's okay, I'm not, it's a totally different topic for me. I could expand on that, but, yeah. uh, it's just, it's another way to eat up so much time in a game to make but a game, you know, like I mean, Resident Evil. Evil. How much jumping on this in the first Resident Evil? We had to do so much gosh dang backtracking, right? Right. We had and to learn how to play that game. Yeah, hard. hard way. Like there was so much of the map, so different areas, and you had to do one area to another. If you got a weapon or item, you had to go all the way back to a box. And the box usually we had to go back was in the house. And so there was so much backtracking. Even in Resident Evil Zero, we had to leave items in certain areas so we wouldn't backtrack so often. I mean, and, Resident and, Evil and you hear me, I can play backtracking as well. Yes, it's true. Uh, it wasn't as terrible though as but the first game. It's the first, also second game, yes, it was a police station compared to yeah. a mansion. Yeah, exactly. And it was it was just terrible. It was like so much gosh dang backtracking that I even complained about it in the game. That like that's what they were famous for, right? Thank God for editing, right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, I'll tell you, what backtracking. More backtracking. Oh yeah. Um. Okay. So, what was your favorite Nemesis encounter and why? Ooh. Oh, that'd be hard. If you don't know, I've got mine already. Yeah, you go for it. Jump in on that yeah, one? Yeah, go for it. I'm all right. I'm breaking all the rules of this, uh, You're this podcast here. I'm taking over. I gotta think anyway. Uh, <laughs> definitely the last one, for sure. 100% the last one. Uh, spoiler alert, but I'm guessing if you're listening to this, you've already beaten it. Uh, the Railgun. The oh, Railgun yeah. and Nemesis. Just watching Jill grab that Railgun, shove it into his mouth, and Nemesis' mouth, and just pull the trigger. That, that was, was pretty fun. I was hoping that's what would happen. I just say the um, uh, first few forms was because I, I liked his um his human form it was always my favorite so fighting it was kind of fun that's what i would say but other than that i have to agree with you guys with the railgun because that's why like as soon as she stuck it in his mouth i was like yes i mean because that guy wasn't gonna die but i would say yeah i would say <laughs> that was the first fight where you did the merry-go-round on top of the, the, the uh building where you to do the um i mean what do you call it merry-go-round where you just circle around fighting <laughs> right, them right, right. i mean they literally biologically yeah they what? biologically enhance a mr x and made Nemesis. God, right? Mm. That's what they did, like to make it more, to make it adaptable to any environment. Well, yeah, yeah, hookshot. Interesting. He had the little tentacles, that, like he just, yeah, yeah. Like the first time I saw Flamo running from him, it cracked me up because, like, we thought he was like Mr. X, and suddenly he like did the little hookshot, and he lands in front of him, and like to see his face was like, oh god, <laughs> yeah. so running from this guy. Learning things the hard way. <laughs> yeah, I, I mean, I texted you like when I was first playing Resident Evil because three, because I I got it when it first came out because they gave it to us uh, if you bought a radio and graphics card at the time you got it for free well, i just played it and i messaged him i'm like i don't know what i'm doing here i'm trapped in a building and they were like spoilers <laughs> Yeah, we weren't that far into it. I think it was part of the time we were taking a pause, and he's like, yeah, I'm in this building, and he's, I was like, oh, God, you're ruining it for me. <laughs> I, I, I didn't realize. I figured you had already gotten past that part, but it wasn't, fair. it wasn't even that far in the game. It's like the first hour and a half. Yeah. Or first hour okay. of the game that I'm talking about. So it's not like anything that wasn't shown in reviews or anything. So it Which wasn't I that big of a spoiler. I have to uh, re-say a comment uh, from one of our YouTube buddies that commented on our video cracked me up was um, the first part of the game, he was like, yeah, this guy comes through a brick wall, but then throws, but, but when Jill runs away, she throws a wardrobe in front of him. Like, this guy just came through a brick wall, and that's going to stop you. Just focus on running. Right. Well, we saw, we saw how well that worked out for us. So. Yeah. Well, one of the things I found funny was you guys spent 45 minutes just talking about 
Joel's apartment. <laughs> oh, was, in the beginning of the game? Did we really? Yeah, we went yeah, through. It, it was, like, yeah, it was the longest episode. episode. You're going to have to show me this. I don't believe it. <laughs> it was the one with the crows. We talked about the crows, and we did a flashback of you shitting the crows out of the air in the original Resident Evil. Oh, oh, and yeah. then we, we talked about the pizza boxes and dishes. <laughs> and notes. We went through every that's detail true, of her house. Hey, <laughs> I'm just appreciating the work that somebody put into this game. Yeah, that, that producer is like, these guys are they, the real well, MVP. They, they like, somebody had a job, and their job was to make that room well, they, real. Photo scan. They photo scanned that. Like the burger in Resident Evil 2, the guy, the truckers you meet in the beginning, they yeah. photo scanned that into the game behind uh, the real yeah, Nice. Yeah. I just know that that was the first time I've ever seen Resident Evil um, first person. And so we were literally going through each of her room, like, oh my god. Dustin, right, or so play Resident Evil 7, the whole game's first person. Oh yeah, I've watched them play it, but I never, we haven't got that far yet. We're literally, we're literally gonna play the whole series. Okay. So, yeah. I'll so wait, I'll, in, uh, okay, I'll wait another two years for that to come out, because it seems like it's an you, annual the new, play. The new Resident Evil's coming out, they're gonna be a sequel to this new Resident Evil coming out by the time we get to that, that game. Oh, by the time you guys get to Village? Oh yeah. Oh yeah, oh, yeah. Supposed to be coming game out, out like in the next year. Oh yeah, yeah definitely. And I'm yeah, excited for it. I'm going to pick it up when it comes yeah. out. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, okay. Dustin's going to keep uh, throwing his shameless plugs for our channel in there if you don't keep all the, all, You don't have to keep throwing shameless plugs. All these all these links will be in the description. The Resident Evil 1, Resident Evil 2, and Resident Evil 3 Let's Plays will be there. Same with Cuddleson's Twitter. Um, I don't know if Flambo has any socials, any Twitter or anything. No, I'm just yeah. on, I'm along for the ride here. Okay, yeah. well. Usually, he, I'm the wingman. He usually has a shotgun. He usually, uh, whatever you guys want to say to him, you can just post it on my social media as well because he's not a, I guess like a, he doesn't like being on the internet, social media or anything okay. like that. Well, so. I'll have a link to something of Flambo. It's probably his Witcher series if you want to check that yeah. out as there well. There you go. Yeah. Oh, it's so fantastic. I had me laughing. That's uh, a great series. He's very good at it. Um, I put a lot of work editing. My new episodes have been so long in the making, but they're, they're coming. Don't, don't yes. give up on it. They're funny. Okay, so let's get back to the questions at hand about Resident Evil 3 off this tangent. Yes. Gotcha. What was the worst part of the game? Oh, I can, t- <laughs> I can tell you that right now. Oh, hey, every- I've heard this already. I already know his answer. <laughs> I hate, and this is every shooter in general, as every game has a sewer. I literally thought about making a game called Sewers and Shooters because every shooter game has a sewer level it's and the sewer levels are so annoying. Shooters. Yeah, it's- and it's like Resident Evil 2 and Resident Evil 3. Like as soon as we went, I'm like, I was able to tell them to talk before we got to that level. Like, I guarantee you, not long now, she's going to be jumping into a sewer. <laughs> and next level, here you are, she's running into a sewer. And I was laughing. I was like, there it is. Another sewer level for every shooter. Oh, God, I hate sewer levels. I, I was thinking that when I was been, playing so not The Last this- of Us. There's a sewer level in every one of these games. Oh yeah, and I'm going off another game yeah, too. Fear, but, uh, Fear had a sewer level. Yeah, but Jill looks so good in that sh- uh, that sewage shower. Yeah. <laughs> oh, you see the graphics really show. <laughs> really make her shine in that wet sewage. She, she, she even makes a comment about burning her clothes. Right. Yeah, I want to be there when you do that. I'm scared. <laughs> okay, Flambo, what was your wor- what was oh, the worst part of the game for you? Speaking of hearing this all the time, <laughs> I know his answer What's is. that? What? Uh, I don't even know what it yeah, is. Yeah. All right, um, you can play about it every episode. Oh, the worst part of the game? Yeah. <laughs> well, you know, I'm standing on a pre- precipice. If I if I talk about this, I know Nintendo Jones has got some feelings about it, but uh, I'm gonna make this twofold, okay? I'm gonna throw in two part, two answers, if that's okay with you. Okay. Uh, the first, the the mechanic of the magic item box. <laughs> right, no, okay, we're, we'll get to the mechanics later. Don't. Okay, I'll save it. I'll save it. That we'll, 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 save we'll that for now. Okay, so my least favorite part after that is definitely gonna be story related, and it would definitely be um, those parasitic whatever they are baby thingies running around and shoving their babies inside your. Oh, spiders. Yeah. That was, oh, yeah, gosh, that was probably that, one of the least, my least favorites as well. Especially the yeah, the parasitic uh, spiders, man. Those things were disgusting. Like, um, I'm not, and you know, this is ironic. I'm not a big horror guy. I love the Resident Evil series. Um, that's where I make my exception. But whenever they added those parasites and she was throwing up everywhere, uh, that was a little much for me to stomach, literally. So uh-huh. I was just... Well, uh, I- <laughs> So glad to be through that area as quick as I can, in and out. Oh, even editing? I had to watch it twice because I had to edit the video and I was like... God, I gotta watch this again. Kristen was sitting there watching me play because she was staying at my house for a couple weeks at the time for quarantine. Um... And she even commented on that. Was like, "You, 
say it was yeah, really like, gross. Very, very graphic. It was like, it literally showed you every step of it doing it. It wasn't like it was off screen or anything else. It was, I could have done without that. Yeah. One more thing on that. My question is, uh, do you guys feel like that is like a, a precursor to them just like showing that um, zombies and parasites are going to kind of go hand in hand in the future episodes like Resident Evil 4? You think that's what that is? Trying to make it well, a smoother they, transition from zombies to parasites? Well, even in Parasites, uh, that's what Mr. X and Genesis was made of. They yeah. even talked about it in some of the Genesis, game heads. Parasites are controlling it by. So I think I think you're right because the next, you know, Resident Evil 4 is all about Parasites. So I think that's kind of like you said. A, a, like, a, I mean, isn't that to... what the villages at the beginning of the game is? They're controlled by Parasite? They're not actually I've never, I've, in, in, in In Resident Evil 4, yes. Yes. Okay, that, yeah. Maybe a little more detail, but you said not, not the game, the Resident Evil 4. Yeah, I, I'm talking about 4. Like, that, aren't they, like, infected by Parasites? That's what's yes. making them crazy? Yeah, that's the case, yep. Yeah, and so, like, you notice, like, even, like, some of the zombies look like Parasites from Resident Evil 4, and then you got uh, the Tyrants who are controlled by Parasites, and then you got the Parasitic Spiders. So I think they're kind of, like, developing from zombies to the normal you know that um let's jump into the mechanics what is your least favorite mechanic of the game flambo i guess i'll let you start here <laughs> i can hear us now sorry yeah, you guys anyway. went silent for a second, so... Okay. Sorry, sorry. Uh, bear with us. So, um, yeah, so, since we already know the cat's out of the bag, um, yeah, the magic item box. Um, Why do taking hate the magic 20, 20 item boxes so much? Time. I could go that long, but without taking up that much time, why not just take it a step further and give you a portable magic item box called your inventory and just <laughs> let you hold everything that you need so you're not backtracking to be like, oh, sh oh crap, my I just picked up too much ammo. Uh, now I need to run back to the box and grab the key that I left there or... Or vice versa. I have no ammo and I got nothing but key items and or you know, I have no health. It's just I feel like uh I'm not a fan of backtracking. I want like I want to be enveloped in the storyline. I want to be close to the action. And if I gotta run ten minutes out of my way to go drop an item and pick up an item and then run back and then like, all right, here we go. Next part of the story. Oh crap, uh I gotta run back to the other item box again because I forgot something else that I might need. And it's happened and th thankfully we have editing and we do edit that crap out or try to. Yeah. Um that's just that's just too much for me. That uh, it's like when I take when I take the time to play a video game, this is time for me to relax and unwind and I don't want to feel like I'm like, oh god, my patience is wearing thin already. You know? Oh yeah. So that's so I'm gonna leave it at that. I know that sounds like a big point, but just take it one step further, make it your inventory magic item box. Cause like I mean it is a let's, let's be real, it is a unscientific feature of the game where your inventory can hold a maximum amount and whenever you travel to another space and there's a box here, it happens to have all the items that your other one did. So something funky is going on here if it's not magic. So why not just take a step further and make your inventory hold everything because what's the difference we'll be, in time right we'll be done with backtracking for good you know so that's that's it i'll leave it at that <laughs> Resident Evil has that though. It's been since the first game they've had the I inventory. Think the fourth one actually gets rid of it. The fourth one does have it. Okay, it's just okay. It, it I'm saying the first three and then oh yeah, seven. the trilogy. Yeah, they all have it. Yeah, four, well, five, five, made, six. The first one games. terrible. I won't defend my position. I'll let you guys talk. Except for this, uh, it, <laughs> it has. Been, you said it's been in all three. It trust me, it's been a complaint in all three. Cut off some tests. Yes, it's true. With that, I'll let you guys. That's what I'm saying. Even in the first one. It was worse than the other two because um, you go to hold so much first at the beginning of the game, and when they're like bombarding with health and stuff, you don't want to waste them, so you have to go back and enter your inventory and go back to where you're doing. Then you realize you don't have the inventory space to pick up an item or have the inventory space to or to, to go grab the other item that you need. So either the item you need you can't pick up, or it's in the magic box because you can't carry it with everything else. You don't know when you need to use it either, so you have to keep it in the magic box. Otherwise, it's just a waste of your space when you hold more health and ammo. And so it's just kind of like it's not like a lose lose to me. I think so are you agreeing with me on your on this same spot yeah <laughs> I am. I mean, uh, I oh not well, only that but the mechanic of backing up and trying to shoot and you run away i've seen you complain about that a lot i see why okay. anyway sorry i just it's not say, all about my answer. i'd like to hear what you feel what you uh your feelings are on these so no i trust me sometimes i had to watch you backtrack it was annoying it was it's not fun for me to watch <laughs> It was the 1990s when these games came out, so they were limited on what they could do and how much inventory you could have at a time. So mm -hmm. that's why True. they created the boxes for inventory space. For me, that time, it was it was a good idea. I mean, I probably wouldn't play it about it as much. Why back do you then? think four, five, and six don't have it? Seven was just bringing back the horror that 
the originals had in that low inventory item management. It's a, it's a I, very I, I, smart thing to do. Like, even The Last of Us implements it pretty well with a backpack system where you can only have a certain amount of each item and you well, can't I don't like, backtrack for them either. I don't like the fact that Resident Evil went ashen instead of horror. Like, the first three games were perfect. Then when you went to, like, four or five and six, it's just a running gun. Like, I'll have a gun, I'm not afraid of these guys. And just I'll just blow them away and keep moving on, you know? I'd like, agree with that. I feel I mean, like we're getting sidetracked off the question and yeah. haven't heard uh, Tim Jones' response, but I would agree with you. I mean, well, that's another mechanic I was talking about, but I, so that's why I like about Resident Evil 3 is that it kept the horror status, and 7, I, I've heard, kept to it too, but in between, seven, it's just more like, it's not scary. It's not scary when terrifying. you power. Exactly. 7 is terrifying, I'm just going to say. Like, it, it's a great horror game if you want to play right. horror Resident Evil. I can't wait to get close to it then. Alright, so, going to the opposite with the pendulum swing, what is the best mechanic of the game to you guys? I don't know. I, I, I think my favorite, I, I, I discovered it, uh, in our episode everybody gets a knife uh, was I was trying to punch it's like one punch man these these zombies I could never figure it out but I thought it was kind of fun to punch them sometimes and like push them out of the way and the knifing was my favorite I liked the knifing better in the second one I did the third one because I, I didn't have to worry about them jumping at me because then it felt like the knife's useless yeah but, I mean like the knife in this one was definitely nerfed compared to the second oh, game. Oh, definitely. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I could tell. That's what all I ever used in the second one was, like, I shot their legs and knifed them to conserve ammo. Yeah, but that's, the knives were also dur had a durability counter to them in the second one. This one doesn't. It's just your knife. But it's mm. it's a lot weaker. It's good for finishing off an enemy, but that's about it. Well, that's what I usually used was to finish off enemies. And I I made it okay. I was okay with the durability as long as I had the, the power to the knife to kill the zombie when I got it down. But that's, that's about my answer. I guess this is my, yeah, this is my response. Yeah, here's my response. I'm looking at you. <laughs> okay, um, honestly, this is a difficult question for me to answer, too, because I don't feel like one thing just really stuck out to me. I just thought it was a really smooth, uh, smooth game, and it was really well made. For the most part, it was very enjoyable to me. Um, but with that said, a few things that I noted. I really liked, like, Cam, hey, I was late in discovering, like, the quick turn. Apparently, there's a quick turn, like, back in circle, <laughs> I think. It's been a minute since I played this yeah. game. Yeah. Or you could turn around really quickly and run away, and that, I really liked that. I felt like that's super helpful. Um, I didn't use it enough in our gameplay, but I thought that was a really cool mechanic. Um, also, um, for me, just the just the puzzles. You know, even if even if oh, they're yeah. uh, technically not a puzzle, it's just part of the story progression. The way you had to get through certain doors and certain orders and stuff. That that, that to me makes a really enjoyable game. I want to have to think a little bit, think ahead, and plan. And uh, I want something to solve rather than it just to be so linear that I'm just like, all right, here's point A, here's point B, just run to it, and however you get there. Whatever. It's more you had to figure out things a little bit more, put your brain to use, and I enjoy that the most. So a positive puzzle mechanic, uh, uh, as a simple answer, would be my, my favorite part. Yeah, me and Sam were talking about this morning actually about because uh, we're talking about the. I know that's a different game, Final Fantasy VII remake. Well, all these remakes are taking out the puzzle mechanics or making them linear. That's what made like those old games like Zelda, Resident Evil, and Final Fantasy, and among other games, was the puzzle mechanic. It, not only did you have action and you had a fight, but you had to like really think about it. it was a lot of strategy and a lot of puzzles you had to really think it made you think and i thought that was i think a core development to me growing up and puzzle solving and how to react in real life situations sometimes i know it sounds far like far in between games and real life but the puzzle mechanic made the games a lot fun because it just really made you have to think and really immerse yourself into it yeah, and I'd interject too that um, in the older games, more classic games, they were more difficult in the sense that they didn't give you a tutorial. If they introduced oh, you yes. something new, you just had to figure it out. Yeah, to hold I your feel hand. like everything's holding your hand today, but that's another subject altogether. Yeah, yeah. That, that's something that we could cover in another podcast is things that have changed in gaming, modern gaming compared to old gaming. True. But I'd have to say that different, for me, my favorite part of the game, or favorite mechanic, was the different uh, nemesis boss fights, having to figure them out. Yeah, I did that. Because you yeah. have one where you have to run away one that you have to fight him and try to blow up his flamethrower yeah. another one where you have to try to figure out how to get him off the wall and then the last oh, one I where you just blow him to bits yeah i always love that in games though i mean that's what and again going there another example for another game is twilight princess when you fight ganondorf or even any zelda games dude twilight oh, princess's final but, but boss has... fight with ganon is probably one of the best zelda boss fights next to win oh yeah and i would say like, even more 
appropriate time, you had different boss fights, and, and each boss fight was different. Like, you want to have one on horseback, you had to fight his beast form. And it's just like this game, all the classic final bosses, like there's bosses and there's final bosses. And I like the difference because the final bosses have different forms. Even Mega Man, you had to fight Sigma in like two or three forms, and that made it hard, but it made it fun because I was one of my favorite parts of video games were boss fights. I, I save my mentor, I get my character really good, and I'm ready to make a challenge. And the boss goes down in like two hits, and it's like, it kills it for me. I want a challenge to actually push what I know in this game to a limit. And if that means it has to be hard and then fight him in two or three different forms and different and those different forms have different ways of fighting. Different strategies. Yeah. Different right. strategies, exactly. That's what makes the game for me, especially for a boss fight. I, I look forward to the boss fights and then they go down in one or two hits and it's kind of boring. Right. Well, there's not going to be, there's no satisfaction without a challenge. Exactly. And if exactly. it doesn't challenge you both, uh, both your skills and then your ability to come up with a strategy to face his new combat styles or whatever it may, it may be, then it's not going to be satisfying. That's why exactly. Soulsborne um, game boss fights are so good because they're so challenging. You really had to put every bit of skill to the test with each one. Oh, God. Those games are difficult in general, though. Those are frustrating for me. <laughs> I mean, I know you have plenty of experience with Sekiro with those oh, boss fights. Game. What, the butterfly? What's your name, right? Oh, dude, yeah. No, no I'm not, I'm, I know it's a different game, but I want to <laughs> say real quick. Of any video game I've ever, ever played, that boss fight had me on the edge the whole time, learning her patterns, blocking, attacking, when to attack. Dude, and it was like, death meant a lot in that game. So, like, that game had me on edge, especially that boss fight. I feel like after I was done fighting her, I was drenched with sweat, drilling, pumping, and I feel like I just ran around a mile, dude. But And she had two two lives, two forms, and it was awesome. And that made it all the way for me. That should be the example of boss fights for any game, other than Twilight Princess's Gandor's fight. That's fair. So I know we're going on a different game, but I just <laughs> want to throw that out there for okay. boss fight. Okay, in tangents. Yes. Yeah. What, what's a podcast without a couple tangents but jumping <laughs> yeah, back what is, if you could do one thing different in Resident Evil 3 what would it be like in your playthrough of it what would be one thing that you could do different that'd be you that's I a different know. question that's a difficult question uh, honestly Cuddleson's pass it to me I'd like to pass it to you Nintendo Jones I'd like to hear your yeah, perspective yeah let's hear you I, hear it. Um, I wish I could have played Resident Evil 2 first so I could really appreciate the uh, police station going back to it that's oh, yeah. one yeah. thing because I'm in the middle of playing it on it off here and there but i just okay. haven't actually sat down and given it the 20 hours it needs but mm, what yeah. i know one thing you guys could have done different in your let's play what's that is going <laughs> through that little um gurney area underneath with jill to get the uh to get the oh yes the the uh, i completely forgot about it yeah when in the game i was i was actually talking about that flambo when he was doing a speed run was like oh yeah the magnum's over there because i even talked about it like oh i can't get that box and then when i got we got to jill i completely forgot about the box and going into that little gurney area to get the magnum which i was really disappointed because the magnum was my favorite gun in the game yeah and i completely uh, forgot about it yeah that's that that is to my shame the shame of my uh my playthrough because that is by far my favorite part who doesn't love the firepower of magnum right oh yeah but i'm gonna borrow from uh, your answer nintendo jones because uh obviously it's it's pretty obvious that it's the uh, resident evil 3 is not fresh to me and Cuddleson's never played it, so uh, I think that's something that would have been. Well, we played uh, Carlos's part. But both of us could have played. You played Carlos? Yeah, okay, I played Carlos's uh, part. Carlos, it's not fresh for either of us. <laughs> I think it would have benefited us to uh, play the original game beforehand. Um, to fair. Just to see the difference, and that way we could appreciate it, the, the game, the remastered version better. So Yeah, I mean, it's kind of hard to find those, the two, one, two, and three original versions anymore, unless you get them back on the PlayStation or the Did GameCube. Oh, yeah. That's so about it. The only way oh, to get yeah, them. original Resident Evil 3. I thought you meant like the Resident Evil that we just made. I was like, I played it. And, uh, no, yeah, not... oh, yeah, we never played. Yeah, we never played the original. Well, the closest we could say was the the origins, was because like the mechanics aren't any different, hardly. But that, yeah, I, I couldn't imagine what. I think uh, I'm a prequel person, so playing a game and then playing a new game, I would appreciate it a lot more too. I agree with y'all. Yeah. So um, yeah, Cuddleston's could... one of those guys. Sorry to interrupt you. <laughs> He's one of those guys that uh, even though Star Wars four, five, and six came out first. He's got to see one, two, and three before he sees four, five, and six. Oh yeah, oh, just for you example. watch four, five, it's and just six to get one, two, and three. Is. If there's oh, a yeah. prequel, if there's a prequel, he it doesn't matter. He's not he is not gonna watch the originals first. He's gonna watch the prequel. You watch the originals watch. first. 
chronological order. No, I'm chronological order guy. I um, I feel like I appreciate Star Wars more. I even appreciated. Uh, I just got done watching Cobra Kai, and I have, we watched the Karate Kid first. I feel like I appreciate. It. I appreciate a lot more things when I watched the originals. The same thing with the original Resident but, Evil games. I wish I kind of played them. Four, five, and six first, and then one, two, and three. If you want to appreciate <laughs> the originals, <laughs> this is the argument that is you, never gonna end. Yeah, leave it at that. I love argument. <laughs> okay, so if you could change one thing in Resident Evil 3 Remake, what would it be? Oh, I know, uh, my answer would be the backing out and trying to shoot when he's just trying to run away. That's a mechanic. Let's hear, uh, let's mechanic? hear, your, let's hear yours and then I'll answer for myself. Ooh, that'd be rough. Um, I didn't, I didn't like the, the oh, what was it? I'm trying to pinpoint what I'm trying to feel. The Nikolai. I didn't like Nikolai, uh, just kind of dying the way he did. I feel like he robbed us a little bit. I feel yeah, like he kind of deserved true. it. And at the same time, I didn't like too much of the transformation of Nemesis either. Kind of, but then again, we had that with the Tyrant. I don't know, honestly. I Those are kind of like vague answers. I couldn't really tell you. Okay. Well, I would say uh, Jill's bra size. <laughs> but no, no, no. No, we're deal. not doing that. No, <laughs> no I, I'm drawing the line there. Like I'm sorry. Game or something. Uh, all, right, all right, all right, guys. You can find parody uh, games for that if you want to change her bra size. Okay. Um, so Come seriously on. though, um, <laughs> it's definitely that mechanic. I don't know how to explain it other than uh, what was Cuddles was saying. Um, so there's a mechanic in the game. Um, okay, let's just say let's start with this. So if you're if you're facing forward and there's no enemies in the near vicinity and you're aiming and you pull back, yeah. you just walk backwards. You, you backstep. But if there's an enemy in front of you and you're sprint and you turn around to sprint or you, you pull back to sprint, even if you're aiming at them, it turns around automatically and does a dead sprint with her facing the screen rather than facing forward. And I'm like. Uh, what if I'm aiming at them and I just want to take a quick back step, just a small little back step? So I struggled with that throughout the game, where I was just it was just muscle memory and habit from playing all the other shooter games that I played, where I wanted to, you know, I'm aiming at them, I want to scoot back while I'm shooting, and then I find myself fr- frustrated because she'd be doing a dead sprint backwards towards the screen, and then I'd turn, I'd either get hit or I'd turn around trying to aim and I'd lose my aim. So that was, I know it's just like it's my own fault for the the muscle memory and, and not getting used to it. That's a mechanic of the game I didn't find uh, helpful. At all especially whenever they had um whenever they had the quick spin that you can use at any time yeah so i'm like i don't i it was kind of frustrating to me it kind of is counterproductive because i didn't appreciate that i didn't need the help i feel like that should be something as an option in the option menu like hey i turn auto assist is, is able to turn on and off and i can turn that off at will why can't i turn the auto run assist if you if you will off that's something i would have liked to change yeah that's something we always do in video games especially shooters taking the auto assist off. absolutely Got to. I mean, like, yeah yeah I mean, aim assist especially is kind of one of those things where it's it can be I, beneficial with games like Red Dead and GTA where the aiming is kind of uh, crap. Yeah, I can give that. But other games like Resident Evil 3 where I want to just make headshots and then you lock me onto the neck where I can't actually blow their head off. It's annoying. Exactly. And it gets in my way. Slows. I like, it slows it down or it redirects my, my aim when I'm trying to shoot. Yeah. I don't like my hand being held during a game when it comes to that. This right. is... This is why I'm so glad I played Resident Evil 3 on the PC and not on the PlayStation. Because it's just, it's so much easier to use my mouse and headshot. Oh uh, yeah, we tried doing that, but we had to use a controller because um, the setup we had at a time, um, it kept, we were too close to the screen and so it would pick up game audio and it would make an echo and yeah, the, it would be crap. So we had to use a controller and back away from the screen. Otherwise, we'd have loved to use the mouse and keyboard. I think it's a little more free to play and shoot. Oh, yeah. I, I never thought I'd like it, but... I, I enjoy it a lot more. Yeah, no, I, I do too. Like, it, it's a lot better, especially it's playing cool. games like Destiny. Yeah, mm-hmm. it's, it's an adjustment at first, but it, you quickly adjust to it and, it, and you can definitely see the uh, advantage of the mouse over the... Oh, yeah. The... Oh, definitely. So, uh, is that every question? Did we do every... oh, If questions. you don't mind, I'll, uh, I will just do a quick scan here. Let's see what we got. Now, it looks like we, uh, we basically covered it all, unless you have something else you would uh, like to throw our on fly here. <laughs> We could talk um, about Star Wars for two hours. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, let's not do that in the podcast. This was focused on Resident Evil 3. Well, I, I got a question. I'm not the host here. I'm going to throw it out there. Go um, how about just your favorite favorite part or favorite memory? Something like that. Favorite just maybe memory your own personal experience. Favorite memory in Resident Evil. Oh, yeah. We talked about that in the credits. Yeah. I want to hear yours. Like in Resident Evil 3 or in the whole game series? In, in 3. Three. Well, yeah. if you had like a special moment that was special to you, I don't know. Yeah, like you and Nemesis cuddling really, like really. <laughs> oh, um, I had this uh, this liquor in the in the uh, police station that I just like I came out of a 
of a door and it was there and was like, oh crap, I can't just like shoot real quick. So I <laughs> I came out, tossed a grenade, ran back in and blew it sky high. Because <laughs> it scared the crap out of me. Nice. That happens. That actually brings me back to Resident Evil 2 and me, uh, me and Flambo had to sit in the, um, the little uh, the little office area with his boxes, hiding from X, the liquors and all the zombies are coming through. Had us cornered and we had to like slowly do the same thing. I have one other where it was those uh, two uh, beta hunters in that one oh, okay. room. Oh, God, I hated those things, dude. Instant kills? Where, uh. Well, no, where I grenaded them both. Oh, that's hilarious. I threw one grenade in, had one blow up, then threw one of and blew the other one up, or injured it, and then shot it to death. That's great. Nice. Like, Actually, you just reminded me of my favorite moment. Oh, I was, was going to say, you reminded me too. Like, I was going to uh, say you say it. Is, uh, I was running in with Carlos and uh, at the hospital and the, with the two hunters, and you take that one hunter out while I exhaust all my ammo, and <laughs> I run in there, and I'm like, I don't know if I threw a grenade, and I was trying to kill it, and I missed, and I was like, oh, God, here it comes. I have no ammo. And Flambo's behind me going, knife him! Knife him! <laughs> and I'm like, I don't think I can. And he goes, you're going to have to now. And he's coming at me. And I start having like this little scuffle. And I actually knifed the hunter to death. I saw him. Knife. Yeah, that was pretty sweet. And I felt great. That's, that is also my favorite moment from what, from even spectating. It was, it was <laughs> glorious. But uh, for, for me, it's not like, it's not, I'm not a great storyteller. And so I mess it up anyway. But just the wacky deaths that you get in the game, sometimes they're hilarious. Oh, just, yeah. Oh, the way yes. you shoot them and the way they fall or, or react. Or, uh, there was like one time where uh, I was playing and a guy got really close to me like he was doing the animation where he's already grabbing me but I had shot him in the head at the exact same time and his head blew up oh, yeah. and he grabbed me and took me to the ground and my character did the animation like she was getting bit and then she shoved him off and I didn't take any damage and I was like that was so weird it was just like perfect timing so the game glitched uh-huh. into its animation attack animation even though he had no head to bite me with i was weird and yeah that was really cool so that had a, a couple moments like that but i think it's it adds on that we name our zombies so it makes it makes yeah. it even better <laughs> when we do stuff like that stuff like that happens okay uh also the hunter when uh, you know in the hospital where he's like just whack and make it spring all that blood whacking into the ground yeah that's how i do the same thing with the zombies when i'm knifing them so we kind of have not that much in common okay anyway, i have I have one other question. What was your favorite moment of the Let's Play? Hmm. Favorite moment? Yeah. Oh, I just said the same. I think we probably did. Maybe. Yeah, I think we just answered we that. Discovered well, that. Um, other than that, I got one more. It was just literally, and I've already mentioned it, just that moment when you finally get payback on Nemesis and you take the railgun to him and you're like, oh, I, yes. probably I one did of the best moments in the game. You're not coming back from that, son. Yeah, yeah. like, dude, like, that was something we discussed even, like, he can't, he's dead. All these explosions, all those, like, different size explosions that would kill normal anybody. And then he goes to a, a pool of acid, and he had to die. He, you can't live from that. And, and for him to regenerate and come back, and then for Jill to sh- shove that gun in his mouth and blow him away, like, there's, like, that was a moment you're like, there's no way he's coming back. Yeah, Even though I think he would come back from that, then he would yeah. an acid. My only regret from that moment, Railgun, is you took a side passage door out of it. A badass would have just walked straight through his body. The hole that kept going through wall after wall after wall. Oh, Railgun yeah. took it out. No, see, if this was an Arnold Schwarzenegger movie, you would have walked through that hole through but your enemy. It's not. He, she would have burnt herself walking through those holes because she can't, like, uh, put her hand no, on it. it. She would have blew herself up. It's what a badass would have done, man. Oh, yeah. Jill's, Jill's badass. She would have burned herself. Wall. Of all the explosions she went through, I think she would have been definitely went walking right through no. that. I don't think molten metal you can, like, I mean, even the terrible died for molten metal. A guy can dream, all right? A guy can dream. <laughs> yeah. Jill's definitely my favorite character of every character in Resident Evil. She's going to be your favorite character in your dreams. I know that. Ah, uh, <laughs> would be flambos, but... <laughs> okay. <laughs> well... I have one more. I have one more question. Um, no, one more. Okay, we, uh, it's kind of a joke question. So, Jill, Claire, or um, what's her name? Oh no! Oh, uh, Rebecca. You don't even no, know her not name. Rebecca. How is this character? Right. Well, it's either between Jill or Claire at this moment. No, yeah. Jill, Claire, or uh, what's uh, red dress lady? I can't remember. Her oh, name. Ada. oh, definitely Ada. Ada. Oh, definitely Ada. I don't know what your question is, but I definitely Ada. <laughs> Well, <laughs> Cuddleston's claim Ada. So, you know what? Uh, you'd rather you know my you know my feelings about Jill. We're, we're, we're there. There's my answer. I just leave it. So, so you <laughs> you want to be killed by Ada and you want to be killed by Jill? Exactly. Oh yeah. 
twisted that way. What, what an honor to go that way. Kill Death very, by love. Very slowly. No. <laughs> <Wait me. laughs> Look her in the eyes as she does it. <laughs> oh, God, yeah. Well, well, you forgot Rebecca, though. Rebecca's in there, too. But she's... Oh, she, Rebecca? Yeah. Uh, she's in Resident Evil Zero. Oh, I haven't played Zero. So. Oh, kill oh. me. Kill me, Ohms. I need to. Kristen has the uh, Resident Evil uh, Origins collection, which has one and zero. So I need to play it at some point. Play, play as uh, Chris. Well, yeah, we made a mistake. We played as Claire, or excuse me, Rebecca. No, Becca, as I called her uh, affectionately. Oh yeah. So uh, or Becky. No, we didn't. We we gotta play as both of them. But and Billy, Billy. Oh, Billy Billy. Badass, yeah. Yeah, right, anyway, him. he's the real star of that show, but yeah. here we are on a, a tangent again. So. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Should make this like all about Resident Evil instead of Resident Evil 3. But anyway. That's alright. Um, but I think this is it. What do you guys do you have any um, closing thoughts? Um yeah, just we are going to be doing me and Fiber will be doing the rest of the Resident Evil Zero uh, Resident Evil series. Um, in as much chronological order as we can, we can't do Code Veronica because why not? Um, it's on a console. We have to find a way to play that. Yeah. Uh, let me look it up. It's on 360. Quick. Yeah, it's on 360. So, Is it? Um, my closing thoughts would be yes. Throwing our plug there. Watch us. We will complete every Resident Evil series in chronological order. Every game in the series. And uh, yeah, if you haven't played Resident Evil Three, obviously you've been talking about it this whole time. Buy it. It's an amazing game. It's beautiful. Wait for it to go on sale um, if you're listening to Nintendo Jones on that. So um, I would download, uh, play the other games first to fully appreciate Resident Evil 3. You can download it on um, PlayStation Store on the PS4 for 15 oh. bucks. Oh, there we go. There we go. So we'll be throwing that one in at some point. Or so get the Resident Apple, Evil Essentials on PS2, which is uh, looks like. One of the, uh, I don't know what game, Veronica and 4. We had to hack our, our original capture card that we had. We had to hack it to uh, play Operation Wrecking City. So I don't know how we're going to do um, Code Veronica. Get one of the, um, get one of the uh, AV cable to HDMI. They're like 15 bucks on Amazon. For, for the PlayStation 2? Yeah, you can just plug that in oh, and it does, and it splits to, D, to HDMI. Okay, well, we'll get this working. We'll figure it out. Yeah, we'll figure Just it out. Just stay tuned. Uh, we'll be, I will, we'll be... I'll link you guys to the one that I bought, so. But that's okay. another time. Appreciate um, yeah. But I've been Nintendo's. Uh This has been the Whatever It Is Gaming Podcast. These have been my glorious guests, Cuddleston and Flambo. But you said glorious guests. That makes sense for Glorious. Man, just trying to end here. I'm sorry. Anyway, and I appreciate you guys. We'll see you guys next time. Closing time, open all the doors and let you out into the world. Closing time, turn all of the lights on over every boy and every girl. Closing time, one last call for alcohol, so finish your whiskey or beer. Closing time You don't have to go home But you can't stay here I know System.